and maybe this is exactly what those other thought projects lack um, maybe it's exactly that they are not as good as they could be because they are kind of sort uh, of sponged out by this buffer um, that exists this sort of protective shield around them be precisely because I want it to sound more polished and I'm so very conscious of what they are supposed to be and that they are supposed to be relatable um, and supposed to be something that another person can get exposure to and feel like like they are me um, within that you know, small work but this kind of project is it's really just for me um, at least it's supposed to be and, and again maybe the other ones I should take that similar approach yet with this I still have that gnawing sense in my mind and it's not even in the back of it it's pretty prominent um, this awareness that one day I might look to publish these things and, and really intimately expose myself or maybe I don't make the choice to publish them at all maybe they quite simply uh, become exposed whether I like it or not and so I think that there is this reluctancy to be as real to be as honest even with myself even though this whole project of, of being human being this examination of being a human being is supposed to be utterly raw utterly peeled back totally uncensored uh, there need to be mistakes that's what it is to be a human being is a sort of fumbling process of continually climbing up that existential mount um, and uh, never quite feeling like we've reached the top I suppose if, if and when you do that's when you get comfortable and that's when it gets dangerous often although it sure would be nice to take a break up there <laughs> for a little while uh, and I think everybody uh, feels the same thing you know I was uh, watching something on television the other day and there was a there was a political show and there was a, a point that was made that 
you know, this whole process, this whole thing that we do in working and trying to make the most for ourselves, the, the lives that we have. Making a living, making a contribution to the society that we live in. Uh, it should be hard. Uh, it's okay that it's hard. Um, but maybe, you know, just maybe, it should be a little easier. And I think that there's a lot of truth to that. And I think that that's something that we could all look at and take a spoonful of wisdom from is that it's it's okay that it's hard it, it should be um, but it would also be all right if it was just a little bit easier because you, you do have to work for it to make a contribution to yourself to this life to your family to those who matter You don't learn anything if it's not hard. What do you gain? I've been doing a, a lot of practice uh, on this speech that uh, I just sort of want to be able to to be able to to give. Sort of, it's clearly not ad hoc, given that I've practiced it, but I, I want to be able to just give it and. Uh, if you know, put on the spot. If I happen to be walking by a TED talk and somebody goes, "Hey, we need a speaker here to fill up a half hour, forty-five minute slot with no notes," can you do that? I guess I don't know. Um, but in that speech that I've been practicing, uh, you know, I've sort of uh, made the equation. Or pointed out the the fact that you know in the, in the Bible Adam and Eve were just given this knowledge without working for it, and how I've sort of again equated that that's how our human knowledge has been just dumped on us that we've gotten it we've been told what it is to be a human being without having had to put in the work and so much of the process of discovery uh, for ourselves we're, we're given so many again buffers and barriers and so much uh, 
so many soft landings, and that's good because, again, you know, while it should be hard, it would be nice for it to be made, I suppose, as easy as possible without making it too easy. And maybe we've done a fine job in balancing that as a society, as people. I don't know. That's another debate, I suppose, and it's not necessarily, at least for the time being, what I'm totally interested in, but I think that all of this begins with, as does everything else, and it's, I'm almost getting sick of saying it, I feel like sometimes maybe I'm tired of philosophically going over and explaining and uh, justifying and exposing the veritable truths out there because in my mind this happens to me with so many of the, the musical pieces that I compose it's I'm done writing it before it ever gets laid out and the same thing has happened with the philosophical war in my mind it's done it's it's all there in my mind um, but I have to go through the process of writing it out I have to go through that whole difficult happening of making it relatable making it in its own way musical making it something that uh, can spark some some debate can open some eyes can be something that people think about and and, uh, come to terms with for themselves but this whole discovery of being a human being at something uh, that hopefully you know, doesn't get stale because again while uh, we hope that we make this process of discovery something that is relatively easy it still should be a little bit difficult otherwise you don't get anything from it otherwise it doesn't mean anything otherwise you have that Adam and Eve experience of knowledge without context and knowledge without context is so dangerous because you have the weight of of atomic energy uh, and you've got the trigger in your hand but you don't know what the buttons do it and when you detonate it what kind of damage it's really capable of and I think that was God's hang up the biblical God's hang up with having Adam and Eve uh, exposed to this knowledge without that context without that experience uh, to go along with it And 
in the same way I suppose, I suppose a philosophical war this whole giant manifesto magnum opus giant body of work that I'm tackling currently is uh, is something that will ultimately never be completed probably because it is such a part of what, what I'm doing uh, just in life and a part of that process of uh, being a, a thinker although I hate to think of myself as a thinker maybe that's overthinking it <laughs> um, but I, I've always wanted to be more of a beer anything um, thinking so separates us I've always wanted to merely be and that was something that I didn't even really know until ironically enough <laughs> I thought about it or went through that process of simply being and uh, was exposed to the fact that yeah I, I didn't want to uh, to be necessarily a thinker per se I, I wanted to come to reality by going through it by walking through it by by doing the thing and this is what makes the story of the Christ figure in Christianity um, so powerful is that this God that was above all that was anything and everything creation had to offer transcended itself and became human being by doing not by conceptualizing and not through its own consciousness which is you know one of those foundational trinitarian things of verity we have you know verity and vim verity is the reality vim is the actionable force behind it and consciousness to recognize it all and to hold it there and and acknowledge it and have it be its context the thing that sees it all and this this again this beautiful story this beautiful biblical story of that consciousness coming into this transformative being um, and becoming transfigured uh, into this human existential happening so the experience was lived so 
you go through the whole process, not cerebrally, but with one's entirety. It's, it's a beautiful story. It's a beautiful symbol. Uh, and there is a lot to take from it, and I'm not saying that it's better or worse than any other tradition, but there certainly is a beautiful symbol there. Um, and what I take from that myself is that, again, in this project, as it all relates to why I think I've begun this other thing, this other story of myself, or story that I myself happen to be narrating, happen to be dictating, happen to be exposing to myself is something that because of what I hope will be ultimately its authenticity, its uh, its raw state, unlike some of these other projects that uh, I've attempted in the past and I'm currently working on, will be something that is a little bit again, more exposed, especially to myself, because if you can't be honest with oneself, um, you don't have any foundation to, to do anything. And I am not the kind of person to let myself uh, or to disguise myself from myself necessarily or from others at least uh, I don't think so then again one could argue well how would you know <laughs> which is uh, fair um But uh, again, I, I want this project to be one of openness and one that, because of its imperfection, because of its humanness, because of its sheer you know, nakedness to the world, uh, or, or I should say maybe it's... An, uncloaking of myself to myself and this exposure then to that world, that otherness beyond me um, becomes all the more important simply given that I'm able to be as expressive as I can be um, because there's not that pressure 
to, you know, have this perfect and beautiful dictation and have things come out the way um, that they would in something polished and some sort of message, the messaging that was crafted something that was given up through this laborious effort and various drafts and uh, something that, that put artistic way people in touch with your message of course as an artist and as a human being I've always I've always wanted to have that relatability to share my experience And just to be sort of reflective about it. And I suppose in this project of examining the being of humanness, I've wanted to have that relatability with myself and to myself and of and for and through myself. guess as I get a little older not that I am by any means old nor uh, do I intend to grow old at any time ever <laughs> even when others might think of me as exactly that I think as I go through this walk of life I see myself as a little bit more isolated um, and more alone and that stark reality that that exists that is undeniable um, is something that makes me remember the fact of how strangely strong and at the same time vulnerable I am as a person and as an individual and as someone who's trying to navigate their way just through this thing of being a human being (laughs) and I don't have 
family of my own at this point. I have people in my life that can very much safely point to and say you couldn't call them you know partners in various endeavors I suppose although I've never felt necessarily comfortable enough or like I had at any point outside of one uh, one singular instance where I was able to love truly and freely and in that happening like so many people and I I don't say it I don't believe um, with any um, loathing necessarily or um, even really much of a gripe towards this other person or that situation but you know I like so many of us, exposed myself and, and was terribly hurt. Um, although, ironically enough, I think had that not happened, I'd still be on this similar path. And, and I don't, I truly don't feel that it has um, hampered me or stunted my capacity and ability to to love and to connect with people I've always had this deep attraction to not loneliness but aloneness to the state of being alone and uh It's something that has always given me a lot of comfort. So, uh, when, you know, in these moments uh, that have kind of crept up on me here and there, in the past these moments where I'm plagued in small stretches by anxiety and sort of desperation that something might harm me or that I might be in some sort of danger And these are all totally sensible, natural, biological, in in, in most every instance, it's a biological reaction. But it's hampered me enough. It's given this angst that, again, I realize is actually 
only biological in nature. Philosophically, I have, because of this attraction to aloneness uh, and this comfort with it, um, I philosophically have no gripes or qualms with the ultimacy of all of that and what that means and this notion that really and truly no matter how masked we are um, through the relationships that we cultivate as people with other people with you know the, the families that uh, you know that, that we create um, or the relationships that you know, the, we have with with other people and the like. Um, yeah, we still ultimately go through this life alone. It's just more so a case of how honest we are with ourselves about it. Like I said, I uh, I don't have a family, and there are some things that, as I do get older. There's some experiences that I, I wish that I did have, and I think um, that I will continue again as I get older to wish that I had them. Maybe so much so that uh, it, I will require of myself to you know, get into some sort of relationship that seeks out you know those more common and familiar sort of human happenings um, that so many people are you know involved within um And there's nothing wrong with that. I, I just think that sometimes we let ourselves get too carried away by those things that cloak this reality that ultimately we are alone, right? but not really alone, alone. That there is something there that holds us, that carries us, that experiences all of this really step by step with us, very much so. And that if we can take time to acknowledge 
and recognize that happening, it will empower us so greatly that we will never have fear ever again. We will never allow ourselves exposure to the kinds of weaknesses that become the ruins of men. Because although we might be going through this life alone, at the same time, it happens experience, the conscious experience of our beings does not necessarily happen in a vacuum. But if we went through it in any other way other than to be alone, to be solely and completely with ourselves we would not learn the lessons that the many many important lessons that that go along with that and we couldn't come to that other side and realize that ultimately that aloneness does not mean the reality of that being what it is if we truly understand it is not to be alone in the way we have defined it conventionally. You know, to be alone is a very particular state. Um, it is a very uh, particular polarity. But it's something that is not altogether uh, the, the entire reality of the situation. Alone is just a word. And while it is a veritable state and a, a real existence, when, again, we come through that realization and we work at being very much alone with ourselves, then we see that that, again, does not mean that we are alone in the way that the concept would define it. But that to be alone just as much means to be together, Al alone with the be the being with right the coruscant state of things, the exposure 
of ourselves to this otherness and the relationship that that actually then forms creates a new space gives us a new language new states of being that are continually renewed that happen with that reaffirmation of ourselves to ourselves and of ourselves to the world that is seemingly other and opposed to us that is of course also in reality not true not not in isolation we can never really call one thing you know a thing and that thing alone <laughs> no pun intended things themselves are not alone it's always the relation whether we're talking about a relationship between oneself and this otherness that we perceive of as other than ourselves or not uh, we have to understand that it's the relationship that we're always cultivating that we're always giving and gaining uh, and destroying and creating of course in reality there's no real destruction or creation things just are as they are all existing at once and not existing at all there's there's no real definition to it it goes back to that first utterance of uh, that sacred book in the Tao Te Ching of uh, you know the true Tao cannot be defined if you can say what the true thing is it's not really the way the same here it's, that's been my fight with conceptualization what I've deemed and labeled the enemy is ironically enough not necessarily the enemy in, in concepts I've already said it where I am in working with the philosophical war but it's not uh, it's not so much the enemy as it is a tool concepts that is that it is a tool conceptualization I should say is a tool that we've used in an attempt to gain verity in an attempt to gain a relationship with reality it's just that we've become you know, addicted to and reliant on this tool so much so that it has replaced reality and that we now take the concept the idea and the ideal for the real 
And, and that is our greatest folly, conceptually, existentially, or, or otherwise, as human beings. And so, again, <laughs> this, is, this is an attempt, this project, in being human being, it's an attempt to expose that happening to ourselves, to myself. And I have said this numerous times, I don't ever think really of myself as just myself. How could I just be myself? All of these other things came to create and continue to support me. And the same can be said of everything that ever has, does, and will exist. But again, the purpose of this project, and you'll have to forgive me if uh, I continue to say it, but the purpose of this is to acknowledge, expose, and work with that. Because we're all trying to figure this out, and that's why you know, I use the language of instead of me, you know, I'm trying to figure this out. That we are trying to. And I I seldom refer to quote unquote myself as an independent happening, but almost always refer to the quote unquote self as us or as we. Because that's not necessarily how quote-unquote, I think of it. But that is uh, the reality that uh, I am a we. And so are you. Which is a playful little way of saying We have to come to this realization of our aloneness um, to understand it fully. And once we do, we see that it is a relationship that is, it is impossible to be alone at any time. And so we have to call on that thing that isn't necessarily readily apparent to us. It's, it's not something that is you know, a, a human partner. This whole being of being human, ironically enough, has to rely on something that is seemingly unhuman and yet when we see it for what it is, we see that there is no distinction, like everything else, there is no distinction between what is and what is not. Because at the end, it all boils down to a level of consciousness, a level of reality, a level of you know, that 
synergy that comes to make it all happen and be And the better that, and the more frequently that we can acknowledge that and recognize that and work through that, the better off we will be in a way of, of speaking. And again, even to say, you know, that we are better or worse off is not necessarily correct. But the more readily (laughs) and quickly we will come to uh, this relation with verity, um, that is the thing that we are so frequently in search of or uh, often even uh, for many of us running away from (laughs) intentionally or otherwise here I've gone talking about how this kind of reflection uh, for this project an attempt to not be as uh, necessarily you know quote philosophical per se and yet uh, I can't seem to quite get away from it and maybe that's something that uh, I'm still afraid to expose even to myself that raw humanness of being who I am, being Atman, because what Atman is as as a human being is something that, again, we constantly need to look at in order to cultivate it, in order for the process to continue. To progress. To keep alive, active, artful. To keep breathing. It needs to keep moving. And and that's the point. Uh, Again, I think because... uh, we believe that this uh, sort of stalety, a stalemate of, and I shouldn't call it a stalemate, but the, again, I, I've written a philosophical war already. I've written this giant philosophical piece that I'm actually in the process of physically writing down. Again, that's all done in my in my head. Uh, even though I haven't even done all the actual verbal dictations and uh, certainly haven't done all, all the actual physical putting, uh, writing of and putting onto a page. Um, but uh, in this atemporal 
sort of way. It's it's already done, right? It's already in my heart, and I've made it my life mission to expose it and make it relatable to everyone. And uh, we're doing the same thing with middle tree. The middle tree is a mere extension of that <clears throat> to other people, for other people. Um, so I am so lucky that I get to do my life's work at, at every moment, even though my life's work um, often takes the shape of you know, emails <laughs> and meetings and you know, projections and finances and That's okay. Uh, I gotta work hard to to make sure that it all moves in the right direction, and that's something that I'm more or less less comfortable uh, attempting to direct at this point. end of it all, when we strip all of this away <laughs> of itself, this needs to be a reflection on that I need to not be afraid to be a human. to discover what that means. And to expose myself to myself. You know? To, to do that business. hard work honesty is sometimes if you're not calibrated for it um, but that's what this is supposed to be an exercise in calibration an exercise in setting a very particular scene in a very particular way not becoming this person that we are meant to be, but being this person that we are. So, I might need to pre-apologize for it, and I'm sure I will come back to uh, this topic in many future reflections um, and hash this out for myself because I feel the need to again um, apologize for being what I am 
although I, I think that I'm apologizing for it to save face and to make sure that uh, I give myself permission and, and at the same time ask for permission from a potential audience that at the moment doesn't exist and yet I feel its presence with every word that I speak and always have there's something within me that has always had this want to be exposed and to reach out and have this connection and this is where I think I am again setting the stage for the apology um, in that I need to make sure it's okay with that potential audience that I be imperfect I be something of a dote you know <laughs> dawdling fool uh, who's inelegant inarticulate incapable ill-equipped frequently probably more so than not it's probably uh, frequently not the ideal not what I myself um, am aspiring to be and I think we as human beings often all have that fear that we're not going to be relatable and, and yet as I've always felt that I, I've, I've always wanted to have that relatability and I've always played that game of if the world could see it through my eyes uh, and maybe I need to play the game I think more of seeing it through the world's eyes and I don't mean that if the world could see it through my eyes in a selfish way but I've spoken about this before in dictations and in reflections that I used to play the game as a child it was one of the earliest games I remember is I would close my eyes and open them and pretend that well, the people that I loved most were you know, in a movie theater or something watching everything unfold you know, through the, the lens of me and so when I do these dictations I do them with my entire heart and yet at the same time I, I feel those eyes sitting in that proverbial theater watching me and, I, and I'm okay with it I mean I, I want that again maybe that's the starving artist in me that wants that exposure that wants that recognition but I, I think more than anything we all do we, we want that connection 
that thing that binds us, the thing that makes us not alone. And yet gives us the permission to be alone, to be ourselves, to be that individual thing or person or cosmic sort of happening of anger or of joy or of intelligence or whatever it is that we're bringing forth as human beings and it's the beauty of being human is that the range of possibility is endless so far as what we are capable of bringing to the stage of being that we find ourselves within and so while I may very well be alone while we all may be alone we at the same time if we can allow ourselves to be honest and to to not have a want not truly for anything other than to gain a connection and to realize that that connection is truly only there through honesty and through the exposure of ourselves and through those vulnerabilities and that's where our other intentions and ambitions become moot and and totally inconsequential and we can see and stand firmly and, and be ourselves to ourselves and to all others and again that's what this project is attempting to do so I ask here for your forgiveness and I can only hope I'm able to forgive myself for that naked exposure in whatever unfolds here following. However, so long as it is honest, it will be true. And at the end of it all, we can't ask for anything more. <laughs>